Hey, y'all, we're back from the dead. Oh, my goodness. What a crazy two weeks, week and a half, 10 days, whatever it was. It was insane. It feels like six months. <sighs> it was brutal. That's all I know. We were hit, most of us, three out of four of us were hit with the flu. Yep. Fun stuff. And the only not, one. Not the coronavirus. Now. Just flu A. Regular old flu A. I would have believed it was coronavirus if yeah. you had told me it was that bad. Yeah. And the only one who avoided it was our teenager. So her avoiding us seems to have paid off. <laughs> For once it did. It did. So three out of four of us. And Kevin got it last week when we would have been getting ready to do our podcast. Like we would have yeah. probably, the day you got sick was the day we would have been like, okay, what are we talking yeah. about this week? And then when you got sick, we were like, we didn't even talk about it. Then I got it two days later and was hospitalized because the flu not only gave me the flu, which is fun, but it gave me stroke symptoms. Yeah. And this is the first day where I'm actually confident going back, and back out in public because my eye is actually sort of... Yeah. normal looking yeah. like if you know me well you might still be able to tell that this eye is still not quite as open as this eye yeah but let's be honest you really didn't get to utilize the eye patches the way i was hoping you were going to okay so <laughs> fa back back <laughs> up to time out before we go any further oh today we're going to talk about surviving death because right. that's what it felt like. Right. And the second topic, just so you know, for later on in the show, is going to be talking about should you pay off your house? Should you not? Should you do a 15-year mortgage? Mortgage strategy. Yeah, it sounds really that. sexy. It is. Uh, it's way sexier than the flu. So maybe we yeah. should just get to that. But, <laughs> but And if you're new to this show, sorry, sorry. Uh, my name's Kevin, and this is... Aaron Flaherty. And we are Flaherty Solutions Podcast. Yes building wealth around what matters most to you. Mm -hmm. What is most important to you? Um, so that was our 30 second elevator pitch. You'll hear other elevator pitches after you like, subscribe and comment and all that good stuff so you never miss. Actually, we're the ones that missed last week. We got a yeah. lot of fan outreach. Thank you very much. Are you guys all right? Actually, we weren't all right. It was pretty scary, everything going on. But thank you for everybody commenting and sending well wishes. We really appreciate that. Yes. So back to you so, dying. Yes. So you were sick Monday and Tuesday. Yes. Neither one of us ever gets sick. Never. Ever. And, Never, ever. and uh, controversy or I guess unpopular opinion, we don't get the flu shot. We get other shots. We don't get the flu shot. It normally pays off. I... Can't think of a time I had the flu since I've known you. What so other shots do we get? We get va We're not anti-vaxxers is what no, I'm saying. Okay, okay, okay. Our, we vaccinate our kids, yes, but yes. we don't do flu shots because yes. normally it pays off. Because can yeah. you think of a time either one of us the, had the flu? So I get the flu every seven years. Okay. Or that, that, when I was growing up, that was the way it went. Every seven years, I just get knocked out for like five days, flu, boom. But that was it. I can't think of a time that I've gotten the flu. I probably haven't gotten it in 15 years. Yeah, I... So it was every seven years growing up, but when I hit my like 20s and 30s, maybe one, one other time. So even though we almost died, we didn't, but we felt like we were. And I think this flu was like, oh yeah, you don't like the shot. Let's try to take this family out like yeah. all at once. Yeah. But we're still not going to get it. And uh, for the, I can't believe you don't get a shot. We talked to so many medical professionals the past week. Turn your head and cough. 
type of medical professionals, like the real deal. And they are definitely on the fence about getting the flu shot. They're like, I am employed by the hospital. I am legally required to keep my job to get the flu shot. But from everything I've seen... I would never makes ever people get it. Sit. Yeah, they're yeah. like, makes people paralyzed. There are people with the flu this week that got the shot. Anyway, so you got it Monday, Tuesday. I got it Wednesday. Yeah. I was like, uh-oh, this is actually happening because this never happens to me. So Wednesday, I was just like poopy and then, not really poopy, just feeling bad. Yeah. And then Thursday, woke up and said to Kevin. With a stroke. She woke up with a stroke. I said, I can't really see clearly. And you said your eye is swollen. So legit, my eye was 80% shut, could not open it, couldn't see because the eyelid was Was blocking. Yeah, it was like 40%. She could only see 40%. Why aren't you wearing your eye patch? I was so hoping. I know, but I got better. I bought three eye patches. I invested $15 in eye patches because I thought... (laughs) This was gonna think now they're just gonna go in the dress up box forever or like Halloween oh, I costume. I'm wearing the eye patches. So I had not only this eye thing going on, but my foot was really asleep on the same side. So I'm like, Kevin, I like this is going on on the same side. Like this has to be the flu virus, right? So I go to urgent care and they're like, Nah, unless you are well enough. They're like, you basically should either cancel this appointment because we can't treat that or you where we have to call 911. And I'm like, I'm good. I drove here. Yeah. Like, let me just go. Yeah. And every I had so many pokes and stabs and cognition tests and like smile for me. Like, are you paralyzed yeah. on one side? And then it was hospitalized for 48 hours with this condition because they've never seen anything like it. So the bright side of all this is it actually was just the flu and I never go to the doctor. So I had a full full internal scan, MRIs, CAT scans. Um, I mean, they came and tested my muscles every like eight hours or so just to make sure. And they commented on how strong I, all of them commented on how strong I am. I'm like, this is why I work out. And you had a CAT scan, two MRIs. Yep, a brain MRI, a spine MRI. They couldn't get the IV in. So I got stabbed 10 times to get the stupid IV in. Um, And, but clean bill of health. And I feel like I was gonna say something. Oh, I went back, I went back to exercising today. Yay. <laughs> but took a week off. And oh, I know what I was going to say. I, as much as it was awful being sick and it was scary because I didn't know what the MRIs were going to come back, it wasn't that bad being in the hospital because you took care of the kids. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's just because I'm going to, it goes into my next story. Okay. Like, uh, so it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um, and I mean, everyone's like, oh, everyone's like, oh, that's so sad. And I felt like trash. I mean, I felt yeah. like I'd been run She's over. Like, <laughs> I've got a cold. But they gave me all my meals. You yeah. were taking care of the yeah. kids. I had peace and quiet. I I would say I got to sleep, but you don't sleep well no, in a hospital. No, but what I find interesting is that the nurse said that some people fake conditions to be there. That's and what that, I was say. Oh, and that they considered <laughs> that I was faking because they'd never seen anything like it, I, but they're like, she can't hold her eyes shut that yeah. that much. So, I told a couple people at work, uh, I was like, the nurses thought she was faking. Like, at home life was so bad that she was like, I'm so sick and just out of it. 
And uh, apparently women do this. People. She People. said, not just women. She said. Yeah, they want to break from home. And so they'll fake a serious like illness. And they were looking at all our symptoms and they're like, look. We've never seen anything like this. This is just not adding up. Like the flu can't do this. But right when you checked in, the doctors were like, the flu's been so off the charts. Yeah, a lot of, of weird yeah. stuff's been happening. And then uh, the next day they're like, oh my God, like we got to look at your brain. This isn't right. And I was like, which one is it? Yeah. Like, is the flu they, crazy? They or? also said that people do have real symptoms, but yeah. that it's stress related and that they almost psych themselves into going yeah. to the hospital. So it's not all just people yeah. faking. And... But Aaron's symptoms, like the right foot was like a tingly mess. And then the left foot started feeling thing. And they were just like, okay, we're like reading Wikipedia, just like or Dr. WebMD, just like you're Googling on your phone. And, and they couldn't figure out what it these was. These symptoms don't add up. I haven't seen this on a house episode on uh, CBS. So we don't know what's wrong with you. But you and I were like <laughs> comparing notes after I got back from the hospital and after we started to feel better. And you can still hear I'm a little scratchy. But we were both like, oh, yeah, I totally would have been fine dying. Like, that's how bad it was. Like, So Monday night, I was like, when you're in your early 20s or I don't know, maybe you could be older, but you're like, please, God, I've got so much good living to live. Yeah, let me and get like, through this. Monday night, I got a Sunday night. Monday night, I was feeling the worst. And I was like, God, just take me now. Yeah, just, it's, just, it's not going to be that it's bad. It's been good. We got life insurance. Like, the kids will be fine. <gasps> And then I'm talking to Aaron like Thursday and she's like, yeah, Wednesday night sucked. I was like, Lord, take me. Like yeah, it was the night I was in the ambulance and I was just like, you know, I've, I've made good choices. Like, I think I've made all the right decisions because I think I'm ready to go. Like, this is so bad that yeah. if I go, like, it's yeah. not going to be that. Like, yeah, girls would be really ripped up. Yeah. You'd be really ripped up. Um, and then I get to the hospital and they didn't follow through on this, by the way, but they're like, would you like the spiritual advisor to visit you? And I'm like, sounds about that sounds good about right now like i'm pretty sure i should be visited by a priest or a pastor or something because yeah. this is not feeling good yeah so we're back hello thank you for asking about us last week yeah. we we were in zero condition we wanted we were like you know the walking dead and we're like should we podcast <laughs> no we and it sounded we like were not i'd been like smoking for like 40 years like sitting on a bar <laughs> stool like i'm your, ready to podcast your laugh is is just still... now normal no there we go a little, little bit okay a little stop. bit i'll stop but enough depressing. It's it's scary out oh, there. Just stay safe we haven't out learned there. our lessons. We we wanted to die apparently, we, so we're not going to get our shots. We did not have the coronavirus. It was just a regular <sighs> flu and flu it just a kicked our butts this year. It did. Yeah. It did. And Parker, our youngest, got yeah. it. She couldn't walk because the aches were so bad. She legit <sighs> couldn't stuff. walk even yeah. once her flu symptoms were fine. So anyway, yeah. enough about yeah. the flu. All Let's right. Mortgages. Let is talk. Let us talk about some finance because I know we've gotten a few viewers to say they really like the part of growing wealth. What's the best thing to do in certain areas and mortgages? Mortgages are an all-time low right now. Mm -hmm. The 10-year treasury dropped like a rock. Boring stuff. I know I'm a finance geek, <sighs> but this is what happened. And anyway. Uh, one of our friends has been reading Dave Ramsey, uh, Rick Edelman, two of my all-time favorite finance people, 
and but they have con- uh, conflicting ideas. What's the right thing to do? And you and I had conflicting ideas for a while. We still and so I've been dealing with a lot of wealthy people. I've been dealing with everybody finance for a long time. And the secret, the secret sauce is there is no right answer. It is it comes down I'm to such a tease. I know, and I hate giving a cop out well, answer. And we're gonna, gonna go into you, okay. depth. We're gonna go into depth probably for 10 minutes on what's right for you. Um, so should you pay off your house early or should you save your money? And I'm in the school of you shouldn't. And I am in that school also. Are you? I've yes. sold you. However, there are times like Monday of this week where it was like, we should just pay off all our debts. And like, I have that flash. But anyway, Why? back back to Rick Edelman and Dave Ramsey. Everybody's got their school of thought. And when you are in the trenches and you are trying to make it and you're trying to make a name for yourself, you're like, Rick Edelman does it this way. I have to do it this way. No, you don't. Like you have to figure out what works best for you and what you're comfortable with. And the grass, the grass always seems greener. Like uh, Rick Edelman said to never, ever pay off a debt. I don't know if he said that or not. But Dave Ramsey says to pay it all off as yeah, soon right. as possible. Yeah, right. So here's the thing. You and I, I've, I've never wanted to pay off the house because cash in the bank and investments make me feel comfortable. Yes. So the minute we pay something off, we're not going to have that money. Yes. And so you just don't know. And it's not like, oh, let's sell the house. Let's sell it tomorrow. You never no. know when you're getting that cash back. It's hard to unload a house too. It's hard to unload a house. And think of how much we can do with cash flow. Yes. So I So here's our philosophy. Well, right. So is cash to us, cash flow. Cash is comfort to is, us. Is comfort. And we love cash flow and we've had friends that paid off all their debts and they have zero money in the bank and they don't owe anybody anything, but then something happens and they don't have any cash. Like a medical emergency. A medical emergency. They have huge medical bills. This legit happened to a friend of ours. And he was high, high on cloud nine. Like, oh my God, I have no debts. And then a medical emergency happened. And yes. And he couldn't afford it. Couldn't afford it. Like no debts and no money. I'm going to take this a step further. With the market right now, how it's like, yeah. like it's, it's, it's sky high. And then it drops literally 24 hours later. Yeah. So as you know, we just bought an investment property. So we have our house and then we have two investment properties. Yeah. We just bought another investment property and we bought it using actually a line of credit because we needed to do like a cash deal to get to be the ones to win that house. We needed to do a cash deal. Well, we have a line of credit. So we're like, instead of doing a mortgage, it's going to take a few weeks. Let's do cash. And we put it on a line of credit. And we settled in 10 days. Yes. So we won that house. We technically owe it free and clear, but we still have, we still have a debt on our line of credit. Well, the market is is such a good time to buy right now that we're still not nervous about paying off this line of credit. We are more concerned with, oh my gosh, this is such a good time to buy. I just had a few thousand dollars that I said, hey, let me give this to Kevin, have him invested for us. And we're not, we're not getting all in a bunch trying to pay off this line. Yeah. We are trying to seize the opportunity of the market, which is buying right now. Because we can always pay it off later, but right now could be a really good time yeah. to buy when those stocks are low so that's i mean we're not we we are in that school of thought we're more in the we're in the long game 
And and six weeks ago, the stock market was so high, it was like, should we be paying off debts because it's so high? Um, or do we ride the wave? It's like the or, casino. Do we stay and yeah. play? And, and it's, for our friends listening, the grass seems greener, but like I said, whichever method you feel most comfortable with is the method you should go with. Talk about pe- people staying up at night and calling you about things. Okay, and- so my general rule of thumb with clients I work with is if you are thinking about your account at 2 o'clock in the morning, you need to call me at 8 o'clock in the morning because something's not right. We're not at a comfort level with your investments that you should be in if you're thinking about your account that way. And vice versa. If I'm thinking about your account at 2 o'clock in the morning, like, ooh, will client XYZ feel comfortable with any volatility, then I'm calling you at 8 o'clock in the morning. And that's the way you should approach your investments is do I feel comfortable if I think about this in the middle of the night, then I need to make a phone call first thing in the morning. Like you want to pay off your debts, but then you know I'm not on board with that and you yeah. talk yourself off the ledge and we don't but, do it, you know? And luckily for for us, and Aaron had this foresight uh, even without working with clients, but I work with hundreds of clients. I've kind of seen a lot of different scenarios and I you know, might have been the type that I fell into a lot of money um, do I pay off this stuff? And I've seen clients pay, or friends, not clients, but friends pay off a lot of debts and then another bill shows up and they don't have any cash. You can't get that cash back. No. And you know what started this conversation between me and you is when we got life insurance, you were like, honey, I got enough. You'll be able to pay off the house. And I was like, just because you die doesn't mean I'm going to pay off the house yeah. with your money, with your life yeah. insurance money. Like I, it made me think, I'm like, I don't know why all of a sudden I'd be like, you know, our mortgage is so stressful that you're dead and I have to pay it now. Yeah. Like for me and never, and I, ever, and, never, ever pay off your primary mortgage. Um, ahead, like you can, I'm trying to be delicate here. Um, everybody's situation is different. Okay. That's out of the way. Your primary mortgage, you want to have your cash flow. If you pay it off early, congratulations, good for you. Um, but think about it. You're in your 30s, you buy your forever home. Well, then you're 65 and your kids move out and you're like, well, crap, I'm going to downsize. And then you have more money in your house than the next house you pay for. Or you mortgage it and the government is giving you social security and you're getting free government housing because the government's giving you a check every month. So your forever home, I am not a big believer on like pay it down, pay it off. But if that's a goal for you, and some people want to pay off their homes because then they feel like they can retire. Yeah. Right? They feel like they're and they're working they're be, working yeah. to pay a mortgage basically. So yes. once they pay it off, they're like, I don't have that X dollar yes. bill every month. And And I would say people have a more comfortable retirement with paid off homes by yeah. far they have much but what i'm saying is the question that was asked to me is should i pay it off my primary faster or should i get a rental oh and so this is where you're stuck in a box because if i tell you to go get a rental and like mortgage yourself out for 30 years so you have more cash flow you're going to have nothing but headaches with your rental property. Right. And then if you paid off your house early in, you know, under 10 years, and then you're only 48, 49, and you have all this free cash flow, 
will you truly save that cash flow? Here's another sort of curveball on this is people who refinance for a lower rate and a lower term. I am more in the school of thought of just start paying extra. Yeah. Don't pay the closing costs and yeah. get enticed by a sexy, slightly lower rate. I mean, unless it's a crazy difference from unless you got in when rates were higher. And then, I mean, unless it's it's a crazy difference to go down to that 15 year or that 10 year, just pay it off early. Like just yeah. start paying extra yeah. on your 30 year that you took out a while ago rather than pay new closing costs. Because the interest is all built into the first couple of years. So right. don't refinance, pay the extra closing costs, and then all you're all of a sudden all you're doing is paying interest for the first couple of years. Yeah. Just pay make extra payments. What I guess God, I thought I was gonna be able to answer this question, but I don't feel like I'm doing it justice. I um, do. Well, the last example I wanna give is we do have a friend that has money in the bank and they buy all their houses in cash and they just love it they don't want to leverage at all they don't want a mortgage they don't want to deal alexa dismiss um they don't want to deal with any of that noise and uh that works for them they're super comfortable with that where aaron and i oh alexa uh, you are driving me crazy i talked to you a second ago um so that drives back to the first point of rick edelman uh, Dave Ramsey, everybody's got their own method and we're all trying to make it, right? We're all trying to live I don't live know if you the... said this, but that friend does not like the stock market. No, they're not a stock market friend. They do it for retirement purposes and their hands are forced So this is the, this, this is their investment. <laughs> this thing. <laughs> There's that laugh. <laughs> so this is their investment. The, yes. the cash in the bank and Ca the investments Correct. that they pay the in cash. cash flow. Um, and that works for them. So when you think about we're driving to work, we're listening to all this personal development, what's, you know, D Dean Graziosi's doing it so right. Rick Edelman's a genius. Uh, Dave Ramsey's perfect. Everybody's different. It's going to be a little bit different for you and you need to figure out what you're most comfortable with. And it's super hard because how much great self-help Self-development. Personal development, yeah. I love saying self-help. I know. Put me in a straight jacket and self-help you know me all day. You know what self-help sounds no. like? Do you remember Family Matters, the show, when yeah. we were growing up? Yeah. It was like Full House and Family Matters. Yeah. Carl had to go to an anger management class, <laughs> and he didn't go. I think he faked it. Good for him. And As he, he should. he looked in the mirror, and he made up this thing that he learned at anger management, and it was like, Three, two, one, one, two, three. What the heck is wrong with me? And everyone believed he was going to anger. So that, yeah. when I think self-help, that's I what I think of. I want you to think that. That yeah. is what I'm doing in the you mirror. You are upstairs. Carl Winslow. Yeah, listen to that podcast, honey. Yeah. <laughs> one, two, three. Anyway, the final point I want to make on this is you want to listen to all those uh, different sources of information, but then you want to develop what works best for you. You want to build your constraints, your box of parameters. This is what I feel comfortable with. And then you move forward with that. Um, yeah, what's your zero in the bank that you feel comfortable? Yeah. Everyone has a zero. Yeah. You know, is it $10,000 that you don't touch and that's your zero? Is it six months of expenses is your zero? Like you have to know these things about yourself and be on page with your spouse, which I'm sure, I mean, I think you and I are fortunate that we're on. Yeah. I mean, we differ about some things, but we're 
we're pretty in line if we all we have to do is just talk the other one off the ledge yeah occasionally or and it's normally just like we've been together so long it's just like taking a deep breath being like oh yeah we talked about this that's not the best idea right or let's just sit on it like we don't have to do anything right now like sometimes it's that too sometimes we're like should we be doing you know whatever and we're like it's fine the world is not going to come crashing down let's talk about what we want to talk about on the upcoming podcast because i think the one thing we didn't talk about and i don't want to talk about it right now because we are at i don't know 23 minutes there we go 23 minutes um other people's money should we talk about that or no right now not right now on a next time so we kind of talked about our philosophy with investing and rentals and cash flow but to take it a step further um other people's money goes into the rental conversation. Okay. That's appropriate, yes. right? Okay. That's something that we want to talk about. Something else I want to talk about is the books that we're reading. Like we're reading um, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Yes. So we want to talk about people like us that have trouble slowing down, but Trebo. how did I say Trebo. my strokes back <laughs> call the ambulance? But, um, <laughs> Trebo. Trebo. <laughs> oh my god so uh, uh so there are lots of books that are hitting the new york times bestseller list yeah. i don't know if that's one of them the one that we're reading by yeah. john mark comer it it's a christian book it's like it's so good seven years old now but now stillness is key by ryan holiday is that is a snooze i've had trouble it's a it's it's one that came out this year i like ryan holiday i said i'm you might Trevor. have to call yeah bring out the eye patches <laughs> So Ryan Holiday wrote Stillness is Key, and I'm listening to that one as well on Audible, and it is a snooze. But my point is, a lot of books are going toward why are we hurrying so much? What are we, you know, we're driving ourselves nuts. What really hit home with you is how addicted people are to their phones. So talking about forcing yourself to slow down and enjoy the simple pleasures of life. So I feel like we should definitely spend a whole, I could do that next time. Okay. Here's some other topics I think we should cover. Uh, your five closest friends. Oh. Ooh, yes. We are going to. Oh. Yes, that might have to be next. I don't yeah. know. We'll have to hash. And we'll have to duke it out. Psychogeometrics. <gasps> well, we Ooh. might have to do some research because I feel like we've just been like throwing it out of our no, cuffs. No, the Flaherty version of psychogeometrics is perfect. I'm going to write a book about it. No, I'm not. <laughs> But I'm not going you to do. You can't even read a I'm book. I'm not like, going to do any research. Is my point. We're just going with well, what we were taught. It is a free effing country, and I might do some <laughs> research. All right, people, free effing country. It's like hell of a ho- hell of a holiday. That when... should never go away. No. <laughs> All right. Thanks we- so much for your concern, and we will chat with y'all later. See y'all. Bye.